You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. To the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. I mean, look, you need two things in this game. You need a pass rush plan for Max Crosby. And you need a balanced offense. I think, and we talked about it just now with offensive line. I think with Elton back with a healthy Zach Tom, you know, you obviously are going to have Rashid and Josh Myers in their respective positions, even if right guard is kind of a question mark. I think all you need to do, you can still like mitigate Max Crosby to your, the best of your abilities because they don't have anybody else, right? Chandler Jones just got cut or released rather same difference really. And that was, that was like your one, two punch, you know, on, on the pass rush standpoint. And then the rest of them, they shouldn't strike fear into your heart. So if you can do that, I mean, I think there's, they don't have a very good secondary, right? You can target, you can throw the ball, but you still need to have a balanced offense. And again, I think like we said at the top of the show, this is such, such, such a good get right game for this run offense. It's a great get right game for the run defense too. We'll get to that. Um, But like, if you cannot run the ball against this Raiders defense, then you can't run the ball, right? Like this is not a good Raiders defense. You said it. Um, and Max Crosby is your best, their best weapon, and he's a pass rusher, right? So you want Jordan Love to stay upright. You want it's just it's gonna be good for all levels. And I think Matt LaFleur can probably run anything he wants against this defense. Um, you know, so I'm just looking for balance, um, some better yards on the ground, and for Jordan Love to just like play a clean game. Yeah, and I mean this defense is not performing well. You already said it. Through four games, they have one turnover. That's all their defense has forced four games. It's one interception um, by safety, Trayvon Merig. 
Um, just not getting a lot of passes uh, deflected. Just not. I mean, Max Crosby's the guy. We talked about yeah. it, right? He's got four sacks. You obviously need to know where he is. Rashid Walker is going to have his hands full, but he did last week against Aiden Hutchinson. Like, it's not going to get easier. You're no. projected to be a starting left tackle in the NFL. Like, this is where you cut your teeth. And this is unfortunately a really tough stretch yeah. to do it. But yeah, I actually think if the interior can hold up a little bit better, that helps your tackles, right? Absolutely, because like, yeah. if the interior isn't pushing Jordan Love back like literally 10 yards, then Rashid can <laughs> Rashid can set an edge and keep Love in the pocket and 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 it'll be okay. That's what I like you need a plan for a Max Crosby. That's a guy that you like as a defensive coordinator, that's who you plan around. But the good news is unlike the Lions who have players at all different levels on the defense, right? You don't really have to plan for too much more on this defense. Yeah. So you talked about it a little bit, but obviously the, the Packers need to get a run game going. It's just been atrocious, abysmal. We still haven't necessarily figured out any rhyme or reason as to why Aaron Jones wasn't touching the ball as frequently as he should be against the Lions. He was on a pitch count. But in um, the third quarter is when he gets his first touch. So like I've thought about this a lot, actually. Okay. Here's my thought process. So you go into that game, you get – look, I'm not advocating for for Aaron, Aaron Jones not getting the ball. Okay, I'm not, I'm not advocating for this. I want him to get the ball all the time. But you basically had three three and outs, so nine plays, before it was already 24 to three, right, in the Lions game. So all of a sudden, you you call nine plays. None of them were runs. One of, one, one of them, one of them should have been. But – you're already down 24 to three. So you already know that you are playing catch up and you have to throw the ball right in that scenario. You don't get to use the run game. You don't get to be balanced. And then all of a sudden you're getting blown out and your guy is hurt and he's already on a pitch count. So at that point, it's like, what actually is even the point in playing Aaron Jones, right? You might as well not aggravate that. I'm not sure that this is like the thought process, but in my head, I'm like, why aggravate the hamstring? He was already not going to play a ton of snaps. Like, What's the difference here, right? I get it. I'm not, saying, I, I'm not saying it was right, but just like thinking it through, I'm like, well, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, like sure. you can rationalize the decision, but I think we talked about it after the Lions game too. Then the problems is the offense became so one-dimensional. Oh, 100%. The Lions didn't have to worry about the run. And at oh, least if yeah. Aaron Jones is on the field, you have to account for the run. I agree. With and, you. Even here, here's, that's a good point. Because even if you're like, all right, we're down bad, but we and like we have to throw the ball but at least to add another layer to this maybe it just put Aaron Jones out as a decoy right he doesn't need right, to get the still ball a threat he, in the receiving game yeah like, he doesn't need to get blown I mean he got blown up in like his second touch right like we don't need to do that um but at least have you're right have him out there as a way to like test the defense because they do have to respect it when he's on the field but it sounds like he's full go in this game he's not even on the injury report anymore yeah. And then you've got Jordan Love obviously had his, I don't know, it's kind of hard to call it his worst performance. He threw two picks. It was the first two pick game of his short career. The first time all season, the Packers offense has given up two turnovers. But, you know, we talked about in the Lions recap, one of those was not necessarily his fault. That was kind of a, you know, being on the a different page with your receiver. So I think honestly, as long as he's able to protect the football, like we said, if he has a cleaner pocket to work from, which he very much should against this Ravens, uh, Ravens, geez, this Raiders front. 
I don't want to say that this should be an easy game for the Packers because nothing in the NFL ever comes easy, but if this doesn't ignite your offense, there's a problem with the offense because your players are all healthy. We're going to see more Christian Watson. He shouldn't be on a snap count either. You're getting Luke Musgrave back from the concussion protocol. He's full go. It's everything you want. Like this is a very good matchup basically at every level for this Packers offense. I agree. Um, I think this is being a game where Jordan Love's going to get to do. I don't want to say whatever he wants to do, but it shouldn't be where he has all this pressure in his face and he has to make quick decisions. They're having to call different things to so that we can get the ball out quickly. Like it's not going to be that game. Um, and again, I want to give the Lions their flowers. Like we did it, right? Like they're just, I think, a very good football team and they're showing mm-hmm. that. But this is a one in three Raiders team for a reason. Um, and they've lost to like not great teams either. So um and I think this is win the Broncos by one point. Like Yeah, right. Ugh. Exactly. So <laughs> I think this is a game that is again, like last week was a bit of a litmus test. Like this should be a game that shows you in the locker room and the league that we are a good football team because we beat we beat bad teams which is what good football teams should do is beat bad teams um and i think they need this game right get the win go into the bye above 500 get even more healthy and just get your shit together um i watched a decent amount of film breakdown of jordan love after the lions game just because i was honestly genuinely curious about was it a holistic offense problem? Was it an offensive line problem? Was Jordan the problem? Like, it, it, there's there were a lot of questions after that game. And again, I'm not a film person, so I I turned to the experts, um, and it kind of felt like it was everything, but it actually was a lot less Jordan than I yeah. initially thought, at least in the first half. He did. I think the most interesting thing, and I'm going to credit JT O'Sullivan because it was his film breakdown that really like showed me this. But I found it very interesting. Like, he turned down some easy completions. Likely because, look, he has what? This is going to be his fifth start under his belt. Sixth start, if you include the Chiefs game. The game's probably still fast for him. It has not slowed down yet. And I think that's probably, and the the Lions game was even fast, like, for anybody. The Lions were just playing really fast, aggressive, athletic football. And I think, to me, it seemed like the game hadn't slowed down in that moment. And he was just missing some easy checkdowns. And I don't think that that's going to be something that he does again. I think this, like that was like a lot of good teaching tape and you just take the completions where they come. Don't wait for the bigger play. Now we saw too, he can complete the big plays, which is great. Like the deep ball was just something that hadn't really clicked yet. So good. Um, And he settled in, you could tell he settled in, in the second half, just like a little bit too late. Um, to win. But I think, like I said, it's just, it's a good get right. Like take what the defense is giving you kind of game because the Raiders defense should give him some pretty easy completions. And especially if Matt LaFleur goes back to some of his like Matt LaFleur fundamentals, you know, he's going to scheme guys open in this game and, and it shouldn't be so the offense shouldn't look so hard. And I think, you know, we talked about the lions game being the first time we'll see a lot of these players together on offense, but again, Pitch counts, really banged up O-line. Like, it was not the complete offense. This is probably the best look we'll see, unfortunately, obviously, without David Bakhtiari for likely the season. You're hoping Elton Jenkins is back. If he's not, should be after the bye. But even with the banged up O-line, this is the first time you'll have, like, a really good look. 
at your offensive core with Christian Watson healthy, with Aaron Jones healthy, like assuming things don't go sideways, which they shouldn't, this is a really good glimpse at what your offense can be at full strength for the, for the first time all season. And I think that's exciting too, because I think there's probably a mm-hmm. little bit of like Aaron Rodgers in Jordan where he's like, Hey, we're down 21 points. I have to ignore the check down and go for the big play. And that's admirable from a young quarterback who has seemingly put the team on his back in multiple moments in multiple games already. But with this Raiders defense, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to just run. Like you said, the Matt LaFleur, bread and butter offense and now that he's got every player at his disposal that's going to be really cool to see how they look together yeah what I'd really love to see in this game is just the offense moving the chains yes steady drives you know first downs good good third down conversions but like let's get some first downs on the early downs you know what I mean Mm -hmm. just like steady balanced offense long offensive drives right like that that is something I don't like we've seen some really good moments from this offense and they have driven the length of the field. I mean, they won the saints game, right. Because of like, a, I think it was an 80 yard drive, but not as often and not as rhythmically and not as consistently. And I think this is just such a good game to be able to do that. 